Welcome to the Mixed Movement, where we speak candidly about the uncommon commonalities that people of mixed race face in our world today. Here, we listen, share, learn, and acknowledge that through our stories, we are all connected. We are your hosts, me, Chris, and Rachel Go. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Mixed Movement, everybody. I am so excited to finally be launching season two of the Mixed Movement podcast. And today, it's all of us. And I'm really excited. Nate, Chris, how are you guys? Hey. Hello, hello. All good. Glad to be back on here. I've missed it so much. Me too. Yeah. Life has been a little bit crazy for all of us, hasn't it? It's been full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been busy. Very busy. How about you, Nick? What have you been up to? Just switch jobs. Same career. Like same. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing, but for a different company. But that's changed. Katie and I bought a house last year. And just that list doesn't stop of things to do around the house. We got a pool. So doing the landscaping. I thought it would be done in like, I don't know, a week or so. This is like <laughs> month number two. So, nope. <laughs> you know, it just is. But uh no, life's good. Life's life's busy and I'm loving summer. So yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. How about you? Oh gosh, me. You know, moved. That was a big deal. And that took a long time. Still not completely settled, but moving when you have three little ones definitely takes up a lot of time. For those who followed our Instagram page, Mixed Movement, it got hacked and that really threw a wrench in all sorts of production. And it really made me kind of pivot and focus for a while on coaching too, which has been phenomenal. I have had one in-person speaking event already at a women's retreat, and I have another one coming up very, very soon. So those have really taken my time. Congratulations. I'm super excited. I'm honored to be taking on this role of speaker. And of course, it does have everything to do with the podcast. I do speak a lot about being mixed race, but also self-love and self-healing. So although the podcast has been kind of put on pause for a little while, I've been still focused in this in this realm, just in other areas, but those other areas have been all consuming. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's amazing, though. What about you, Chris? Actually, I'm doing a lot of traveling. Um, Heck yeah. Good, fun Mm -hmm. traveling. I think that uh, right now, it's more about enjoying life and me and learning a little more about me because all my kids are grown up, you know, so it's like, okay, so now what do I do? I said when I grew up, I was going to start traveling and doing things for myself. So now I'm doing it and it's different. But it is a lot of fun. I'm settling into that. So different in what kind of way? Like what, you said, different. Like how so? Settling in, like I could get used to this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, I think you should get used to it. For sure. You've worked that's really good. hard for a really long time. How many children have you raised? Six, and then some of their friends. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> and I consider my children as well. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, I think that you've yeah. you've earned it. And you need to own it. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Congrats, That's good. Absolutely. Go you. Thank you. So Go me. speaking of that, that takes a lot of you learning how to value yourself, doesn't it? To take that step and 
travel and you're doing some of it by yourself too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've done some of it myself. So it's, I think when you're raising your kids, you're all about them. What do they need? Are they okay? And then when you go somewhere by yourself, you're kind of like, oh, I don't have anyone to ask, but me. So um, that's, I think that's the part that's really different for me. It's not having to nurture anyone mm-hmm. except myself. So I'm like, man, should I do that? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, have no reason not to. So, okay, let's just do it. So I stopped questioning myself a lot. Um, one of my sons, I remember him saying, don't think about it, just do it for several things. One, when I jumped off the building in Vegas, I thought his voice was in my head. And I was like, I hear him saying, don't think about it, just do it. And I jumped. So anytime I'm thinking about doing something, it's his voice in my head. And it's like, don't think about it, just do it. And I just been doing it. And it's been great. That's so. amazing. I think there should be a, a disclaimer to not tell people to jump off of buildings. That you were <laughs> don't don't yes it was supervised it was yeah yes. absolutely there was a harness yes harness it was there was a harness it was off the stratosphere okay. just clearing it pretty up awesome but very safe yep. it wasn't just a random um, building I laughed all the way down absolutely no it wasn't okay, no I didn't just you know go up the elevator open a window and just no I didn't I do just, that. that that's not what I happened. just wanted to clear that up for people that's all you know <laughs> I'm so glad all. you did yep out here saving lives <laughs> nonstop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right but that must have taken a lot of courage for you to kind of get to that point where you were comfortable doing that right I think like actually I was like am I really doing this it was kind of like out of body yeah Yeah. Mm, I'm standing back here but no I'm not I'm standing on the ledge so get in your body and enjoy the experience good for you yeah hell yeah so do you feel like your new endeavor your new chapter where do you want this to take you? I don't see any limits. I think that I've been so concerned with structure and making sure everything is done correctly. And that's not really freedom. Some people think it's security and freedom. It's really not at all. Once you you say, okay, I'm, this is how far I'm going, then you don't go any further than that. And you're missing out on things. So I don't have a ceiling for the things that I'm going to do. And I'm kind of proud of that. Like, I'm not going to be overly cautious where it's going to rob me of an opportunity to enjoy something. I don't know what I like until I try it, you know? I get you. That's amazing. Nate, so what do you have going on in your world right now? I would say, like I said, working working for this new company is pretty amazing. It's a smaller company, but it's more intimate, I guess. You have more close contact with employees and all the technicians that I deal with. And uh, they're, a lot of, they're a lot younger and they're looking for guidance on like work, but also like in like personal life. And that's my thing. You know, I just, I get, I see an opportunity and, and it's just, it's pretty great to be that encouraging voice. And that, it's filling me up every day. Like having these conversations with all these guys about work like telling them like they're doing a great job um, and just going a little deeper with them because everyone goes through things like that's I'm finding a lot of joy and fulfillment in that just just having the conversations with the guys, the personal conversations, getting to know them personally. That's great. I, I love that. And then with like personal development, doing that, like with learning, like I guess inner peace and acceptance, like I've been doing a lot of that because, like I said, there's a lot going on in life right now. And it's sometimes I have that little voice in my head like, hey, you're not getting enough done. 
Hey, you need to do more. Hey, this needs to be done. Hey, what are you going to get to this? And it's that voice has just been there for a very long time. So it's, I'm doing the work on like, I guess, shame, not feeling like you're enough, which is very deep. I have lots of moments that are very hard, um, but it's, it feels good. Like I know that that me doing this work is actually like propelling me forward. And then, like I said, what I learned for inner peace and telling myself I am enough, I'm doing good, kind of like letting up on myself a bit. What I'm learning here, like I said, I'm also, when I talk to these guys, I'm teaching this to them too. I guess I I wouldn't say teaching, just kind of like explaining how, yeah, just sharing. Like, and, and if they can take things from it, great. If they, I mean, it's just, yeah. So I've got some things I'm working on. But it's Good great. It's you. exciting. Yeah. Good absolutely. for you. I feel like that's always been a little a bit of a secret superpower that you've held is, and I honestly think that all three of us, maybe it's genetic, mm-hmm. have it a is. way of just <laughs> opening up to the people that we're around, even if it's mm-hmm. in line at a grocery store or yeah. people that we work with and to kind of fill yourself up enough that you're able to fill others up around you is that's yeah. huge that's yeah, awesome yeah, and the fact that you're focusing on that is yeah, amazing it feels good it feels good thank you yeah. are you struggling to understand the complexities of your mixed race identity do you feel isolated by the lack of resources available to help you and others around you understand the nuances of being mixed race Now is the time to take action and schedule your free consultation for my individual coaching course. In our time together, you will gain a deeper understanding of your unique mixed race identity and how to navigate the challenges you face. Here are just a few examples of what I have helped individuals just like you gain from my course. You will learn how to embrace and love every aspect of what makes you unique. You'll learn how to navigate complex social situations with confidence. And I have even helped many of my clients move out of areas where they didn't feel safe because they are mixed race. Don't wait any longer to gain the confidence and understanding that you need to live a more fulfilling life. Message me on Instagram at polished.velvet, on Facebook at Mixed Movement, or feel free to email me directly at coachrachelgo at gmail.com. And that's C-O-A-C-H-R-A-C-H-A-E-L-G-O at gmail.com. Let's make magic happen in your life. How about you? What do you, what do you got going on? Oh man, Um, a lot of kind of similar projects such as myself, um, Learning to, I'm deep diving right now, and I'm I'm going back and revisiting old childhood memories, and it is definitely not easy. I have been resistant to it for a long time, and I'm just going to open up and be personal right now because I think it's important for for a lot of us and for our listeners too. I am revisiting and really allowing myself to feel things that surround my upbringing, such as when I was little, and I've told this story before, when I was three and my mom told my sister Katie and I that we have different dads. There's a reason why that was so important to me. 
there's a reason why that was my very first memory and why it's so vivid in my mind. And I always thought it was because I'm really proud of my mom. Mm -hmm. And it that was pivotal for me. And it really shifted things in, in a really honest direction. But I'm finally allowing myself to be upset about it. Okay. And in that process, there's a lot of emotions. Um, and the reason why I'm allowing myself to be upset about it is because everybody else's life stayed the same and mine shifted. And that's not really fair for a three-year-old. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, wow. Oh, that's heavy. <laughs> it is heavy. But necessary. It is necessary. And I don't think that I was lying to myself about my emotions towards it. I know why it's important, but I think the fact that I never allowed myself to get upset about it, it kind of structured the way I continued to lead my life. I never really allowed myself to not be okay with everybody else is fine, but this little girl now doesn't know who her dad is and everything else is the same. And I'm now realizing and fully facing how that has pivoted things in terms of the way I navigate communication with people. It's kind of like a fear of abandonment has been brought up a lot too. Yeah. So really and truly, that's the kind of deep diving work that I'm doing with healing that part of myself, especially surrounding being mixed race and being raised in a family, multiple families of all white people. And I just, I'm, I, I am me and I've always been loved and accepted, but I'm finally allowing myself to say it's, it's okay for me to get upset about things Mm -hmm. that I had to face alone. Yeah. So In doing that, I am focusing a lot of my work on helping other people do the same. And it's hard. Yeah, that is not easy at all. I can only imagine. (laughs) I mean, good for you, though. Like, that's definitely heavy and hard to go down. So, yeah. I mean, just surprised you can remember back that far. Jeez, I can't remember yesterday. (laughs) No, I, I mean, and there are a lot of little moments in my life that I have forgotten. High school, barely remember. (laughs) But these significant memories from childhood, there's a reason Mm -hmm. why we remember them. And sometimes when, when we're going through and we're trying to work on ourselves, heal ourselves, it's really important to go back to those memories that are significant to us and kind of dissect why. And then once you can face that and heal then the amazing thing of learning your boundaries, learning yourself, learning to love yourself, finding yourself worth, that all can shift and move. So that's another thing that I've been focusing on. And it's been beautiful. It's been hard, but it's been really, really amazing. Chris, are there any, any moments that you can think of that you am sick of beating around the bush about this? Okay, I'm just going to say it. Your travel especially independently, I feel like you have had to do a lot of work on yourself to be able to do that. A lot of people, I've Mm -hmm. met several people that are like, oh, I hate traveling by myself. I wish I had a a friend or a partner or somebody to do this with. And I know that some of your trips are to go visit people or that sort of thing. But there has to be a huge sense of self-love and you have to know your your self-worth in order to 
book those flights, make those plans and do those things. Well, I think when I had the initial like kind of like, oh, my God, I'm doing this by myself thoughts, I started thinking, I mean, you've been doing things by yourself your whole life. They haven't been for enjoyment. Yeah, that's really the only difference, you know. So anything I had to go through, most of the things I went through, I, I went through alone. You know, they weren't pleasant things, most of them. But I'm like, so so why is it so hard to do something by myself and it's enjoyable? Am I telling myself that is there a part of me that's saying you should be doing something enjoyable? You should only be, you know, doing the things that you have to do by yourself because they're hard and they're important and they cause stress. And that's what you're used to. Yeah, that's what I was used to. But I'm like, I have it in me to do it myself because it's I don't even have to think about it. So I think it was just accepting that I deserve to do these things by myself and enjoy it. These are enjoyable things and it's okay, you know? So I think once I realized that this is really not a new thing, it's a new type of thing, Mm -hmm. right? But I've been doing these things by myself my whole life. So what's the big deal, you know? And once I had that talk with myself, I just, I did it. And I was like, yeah, that's, it's better, obviously, than the other things that I've done on my own. It's more enjoyable. There's something that's very pleasant during uh, these experiences. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, my God, that was awesome. Versus, you know, things I've gone through in my life that were difficult. And I'm like, fuck, I'm glad that's over. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, I it's true. <laughs> yeah. You touched on something. It was the whole, like, that feeling of maybe, like, guilt of, like, mm-hmm. doing this for yourself. Because everyone tells you, like, you know. I don't know what the hell it is, but it makes you feel guilty for doing something for yourself. Like everyone does it. And, and it's so far from like, the yeah, truth. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like you, no, you yeah. need to do these things. You appreciate yourself that much more where you can actually do these things for yourself. Like the majority of people are told like, oh, yeah, no, you don't go that. Don't even like even going to buy something for yourself. You know, it's like. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do this, especially if you have kids and it's like, yeah, well, my kids, exactly. because the kids could always yeah. use something. Yes. But so could you. Of course. Like it, 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 it they yeah. both exist. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think there's a balance in there, but like, you know, like I said, you've raised your kids. You should be able to go do these mm-hmm. things. So I'm glad and I'm proud of you for doing all these damn things because it takes, it does, it takes a lot of courage, you know, to actually say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to book a flight. I've never been to this place. I'm going to book a hotel and I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to have a good time. Like that is huge. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's massive, Chris. So good for you. I'm glad you're enjoying yeah. it. And I, and I did. When I tell you that I had so much fun, it was, I felt so free, you know? And I'm like, wow, what do I do with this feeling of freedom? Oh, whatever I want. True. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lean into it. Own so it. So I'd like to become... I like to become addicted to that feeling, Yeah, you know, to just be free. It's, I felt so much better. I actually like had a glow from the inside. I bet you did. Oh my God. I'm out. I'm out. I'm free. They set me free. (laughs) Oh, look out world. (laughs) No, that's huge, Chris. I bet it's like just that fulfilling feeling. Say that three times fast. Goodness gracious. And then not feel bad about it. Yeah. No, that's so huge, man. That's the second part of it. Is to not mm-hmm. not feel guilty, not feel bad, yeah. and yeah. just own it. Appreciate it, own it, you know, accept I, it. Yeah, I gotta tell you that. I mean, my biggest cheerleaders have been my children. Like when I'm of gone, course. they'll 
they'll text me. You know, they're not like blowing up my phone, but they'll text me and, and be like, you good? You having a good time? Yeah. So I'll sit down and I'll send them pictures, but they're happy. For yeah. Me. You know, they want me to go. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is incredible. That's amazing. So see, they, I can go. Yeah, it could have been like that for a very long time, but now you're doing it, which is man. No, that's massive. Yeah. Yeah. Katie and I have a vacation coming up in a couple of weeks here. And that feeling is there a little bit like, you know, cause, cause her boys are teenagers and, you know, my youngest is a teenager, but it's still that feeling of, all right, cause they're not going. It's just Katie and I, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. Like we're having that feeling of guilt, I guess, you know, but it's, yeah. there's so many things that exist there. We need our time to disconnect life is busy with all the teenage kids like it's oh, yes. just a lot and and it's not like they haven't done things we've done things we've gone to six flags we've done all kinds of things like this summer and like they've got a pool and done things you know and they're teenagers they don't want to like hang out with us really anyway you know they're doing their own damn thing with <laughs> no, their friends you know so actually like a week ago we were just having that conversation the same about the same thing it's like hey do you feel like guilty because we're going on vacation the kids aren't going and it's like yeah it feels that way but we we haven't done it ever like this is our first vacation together you know we've let go of that feeling of guilt and just now we're excited about it you are coming back no yeah maybe we'll be back maybe (laughs) maybe do you have a plan in in place for when that guilt comes back yeah i'm gonna do shots to get rid of it no, I'm just I'm glad I'm you got kidding. a plan. Hey, it's a foolproof. No. What could possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. No, and yep. this comes into that work of like, you know, the self-love and the self-peace. And like when you feel that feeling of guilt coming up in your chest and then, you know, it's like I've got my little breathing techniques. I'll push through and and like I said, it's the whole thing of you deserve it. Appreciate it. I mean, and we are coming back. I mean, I might not want to come back, but we're coming back. Right. So you do have that flight booked, unfortunately. Son of a. Yeah. No. Yeah. It it should be a good time. But no, I I totally get that that feeling that that creeps in every once in a while. Yes. I know it's the worst. I don't have any trips planned currently. I'm sure that will change. But in my day to day life, especially with my children, and this is really it seems very backwards from how I was raised and how a lot of us who are over the age of 25 years old (laughs) have been raised is Mm -hmm. I make a point with my children to, and it's hard, put my body first, which sounds backwards. But let's say I pick them up from school and I'm like, okay, you guys, you know what to do. They're, They're still fairly young. You know what to do. I need to take my contacts out. Mm-hmm. Or you guys know what to do. Mommy needs to take care of her body. I need to, I don't know, go to the bathroom. Or I'm really hungry. Would you like a snack also? But I'm not going to drop everything for you and cater to you and suffer. Yeah. I've absolutely. been there. I've been there and yeah. I've done that. And there is a lot of guilt in that. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm busy all day. I pick them up from school and they're like, Mom! backpacks exploding everywhere. I need a snack. And I'm like, I, my, I, my contacts are drying my eyes out. My feet Mm -hmm. hurt. No, 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 no. And so for me, it's the little moments like that, that teach them, at least I'm hoping that they're going to pick up on this, that it's important to take care of yourself so that you can help serve others. 
Yeah. And, and also they're, they're independent enough to take care of themselves while I take care of me too. And once we do take care of our bodies and our minds, I'm really leaning into every single in the moment with them. Every moment that I have, we are a very close knit family, the four of us. And all we like my my son says that his favorite thing is to cuddle in bed with me and meditate. Okay. <laughs> and it's the cutest yeah. thing. And it's hard to find that balance of mm-hmm. I want to give everything to my children or whoever is around me and oh my god it's I'm al- I'm allowed to take care of myself. Yeah. Even in I those think- little moments throughout the throughout the day or throughout the week. Yeah, you're right. You're you're touching on something that's that's huge right now because uh, I don't know. It just seems like, I mean, everyone I've been talking to lately is just it's a with, with their kids and doing everything for them. And you know, I know some adults who I would say are still kids because yes. their parents have done everything for them. Yeah. And and I think it is it's necessary to prioritize yourself like your time for you and it teaches them to be self-sufficient because if you don't you are enabling them to do nothing to only depend on you for everything in life and then like i said you raise adult babies and i I believe that it's necessary like i said i've got friends now who their kids 20 years old no job no nothing staying at home you know and the you know the dad he's like it's like oh you know he'll get he'll get a job soon or he'll he'll figure it out and i'm like when it's been you know a year and a half of him saying like hey i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and i'm like i get that it's you don't want to like imagine putting your son out there and it's not like you're kicking him out but you need to like set some parameters some boundaries of like hey you know or even just say like give him you know tell him something like hey you've got fill out this many applications or you you know try in six months you should be able to find a place like otherwise like like I said, you're enabling it. It's never going to change. 20 will be 22, 24, 26, 28. Like it'll just keep going. Right. And, and I told him, I'm like, it's not, he, he sees it as like, he thinks he's going to lose his relationship with his son and, fear. and it's, it's fear, fear. but it's like, yeah. but I told him, I'm like, that's tough love. You want the best for them. And it's necessary to, to kind of push them out there and have them figure it out, you know? So like I said, we just had this conversation and it's necessary because if you don't, nothing will change. You know, right. like I said, you need it for you. You need it like, and, and he's driving himself nuts. Like he's like, he's home every day, all day. He's like, I got no private time. No, I can't do anything by myself. I'm like, it's because you're creating that space for him to do it, you know? So, but no, I, you were touching on that a little bit and it just kind of, you know, I know your kids are really young, but like I said, you're starting that now with them. And it just carries, which is such a good thing. So nice job. Has your friend had a conversation with his son about it? Like, does his son want to do something or not? I think the problem is we don't talk to the children enough. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the children do what they think we want them to do. You know what I'm saying? So he should have a conversation with him because either he may not want to and if he doesn't want to, to get a job why is it that you don't want to and find out where that's coming yeah. from and then maybe he does want to but he knows his dad kind of wants him around so he's not pushing the issue yeah. so it could be either one so i think a conversation needs to take place what i found years ago and i was around 
a lot of adults that were like, they were complaining about the kids not doing anything. I had to step up because I had these conversations with my children and their friends. We tell them to do what we've done. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're like, I want you to, you know, you need to get a job or maybe you're the parent that's like, you need to go to school. I went to school, this and that. But what, what you don't understand sometimes is that your children see you struggle. Mm -hmm. And so what you're doing is telling them to do the exact same thing that you did. Why do they want to do that and end up struggling just like you every day? They see you go to work every day and they're like, okay, so if I go to work every day, I'm going to struggle just like my dad, Absolutely, you know, and my dad's telling me to do exactly what he did. So it's not really making a lot of sense to me because I'm supposed to be doing something that's going to put me in a position I want to be in. But according to your life, Mm -hmm. dad, you're not what I want to be. No offense. I love you, but I don't want that, life. that to be my yeah, life. Struggle. So, but you're, no one's giving them anything else to grab onto to say, oh, so if you want this, then maybe this is the avenue. Maybe you should be an entrepreneur, Yeah. you know, or maybe the only people they've seen that have the things that they want right now are entrepreneurs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So working for someone else is not going to give you the things that you're looking for doing what dad does or doing what mom does obviously isn't going to give me what I'm looking for because we don't have it now. And they've been doing it for years. Absolutely. So that's why I said to have a conversation with the kids to find out where their head is, because that might be their thought process. Um, And the children that I talked to at the time, well, the teenagers at the time, that was their thought process. Like, but why? Yeah, why would so I do I this? So I'm unhappy yeah. because they're unhappy. You know, I don't want to be unhappy. Yep. So what do I do? The only option I have is to be like you. Communication is everything. No, I think you're right. And being honest, I think with yourself first as, mm-hmm. as a parent, and this goes back to kind of knowing yourself, your self-worth. And if I can sit here and say, look at my life and say, you know what? It is not great. I'm not happy. What can I do to change it? And you start over from scratch and you need to start, I think first being, having a very clear understanding of yourself and your happiness. And then you're going to learn a lot about how life could be different for other people and having those conversations with your children. Like, okay, I, uh, here's where I was. I was unhappy. So I devised a plan. I I asked myself questions. What, what do I want to change? What is not working and where do I want to be? And especially if it's a young adult child, um, showing that sort of compassion and understanding of like, Hey, you may not want to own your own landscaping business like I did, or, you know, work, for a huge insurance company like I did. What would make you happy? Let's work together. Mm-hmm. To create a because plan, yeah. what where you're at right now is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you deserve you deserve to live a life that you've only dreamt of. But what does that look like? Let's work together. Yeah. And I feel like that starts with yourself and that filter that can definitely filter into your relationships that you have with your your children. Yeah, your children and Everyone around you, you know, yeah. everyone you interact, all relationships. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like I said, we just had this conversation. So he he hasn't had that conversation with his son and he's working on it is what he's telling me. So it just, you know, it, it takes work. 
it'll take time. It'll take some time. Yeah. yeah but, I love uh, that he said that he's working he on it. it. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like that has it'll, a lot of it has to do with him too, feeling comfortable and having that sort of clarity within himself to, to talk to his son about that. Yeah. To acknowledge it. Absolutely. No, it's uh, and that's what it is. It's like everyone has some things to work on, you know, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got something. So yes, life is work. It's worth it. Can I share something which has shifted completely the way that I view or I guess question everybody that comes into my world? So as human beings, it is natural for us to question everything in our world. Is that a boulder or is that a bear? Is that a a tree (laughs) or is it a telephone pole? And it, it, this, it, it does filter into race too. And that's why people question our race as mixed race people and want to pinpoint and figure out what we are for a sense of security and sense of understanding our world. And I've heard people say, I don't judge. I don't judge. No, we, we mm-hmm. judge everything that comes across our view, everything mm-hmm. in our world. It's human nature. Yeah. But I I just have to share a little bit about when I spoke at this retreat a few months ago. My topic was about connection and vulnerability. And I put together a a set aside of time for everyone to journal about a moment in their upbringing or in their life that where they felt like they had to change or stifle who they were for acceptance. We've all been there, right? Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, I feel like sometimes depending on the person and the situation, it's been countless throughout our life that we've stifled ourselves to fit in or be accepted. And I gave the opportunity for everyone to go around the room and share if they wanted to what they had written down. And I wasn't expecting what I received. Oh, what what was received back was these women sharing extremely deep and personal issues, family dynamics, hiding themselves because they were worried that their mother was going to disown them, you know, just really deep things. And I, after this, this retreat, after this moment, this workshop, it made me realize that Literally every single person has their own war that they struggle and they're fighting or they have fought or they're about to. So now when I meet somebody new, instead of saying like in my head, you know, where are you from? Oh, you must be blah, blah, blah. You, oh, you have a nice car. Must be blah, blah, blah. Like all these little things that I, I feel like we all think. I wonder what war have you fought silently? What battles have you overcome? What have you been through? Because we've all been there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. No, everyone, you're right. It is a good way to view everyone you meet, people you know. Like everyone has gone through and most likely they're still, they're going through something. Mm-hmm. Most people yes. I, I talk to, they're still going through things, you know, and it's like, Seeing them that way, like you said, instead of judging, like you say, you'll see someone with a nice car. I'm like, oh, you must have had an easy life. 
No. <laughs> right. No. You know what I mean? But we all no. do it. We all just assume that we act like we don't. But it's like, if you're right. If you could just view everyone as like, I mean, a brother or a sister, like that's just the way I see it. You know, yeah. it just, it changes everything. You give that person the opportunity instead of assuming, you know, like it's just, it's necessary, I think. Because how many times have somebody said to you, you're not who I thought you were. Oh, I didn't like oh. you when I first met you. Yeah. Oh, oh. God. Yeah. Constantly. Can you All think of a, a, a moment in particular, Chris? Was there somebody that... There's, there's just been so many. <laughs> yeah, it happens um, all the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, I guess I always thought myself to be like approachable, but oh, I guess not. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. They're like, right. I'm like, but I mean, just because I'm not smiling doesn't mean I'm giving like dirty looks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I mean, I've had people saying, you know, I, I had no idea, you know, that you were so easy to talk to. I'm like, why? Like, it's our RBF genetic. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all like, yeah, same, right? No, I get you. It's yeah. it I mean, and, and the opposite goes where you have people that just all of a sudden just come up to you and just start talking, and you're like, "What is on my face?" Yeah, Does this thing, come on, invite. Yeah, tell me all your um, issues, and oh I'll my fix gosh. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I do, I do appreciate when that happens because a lot of times I think the universe has a sense of humor mm-hmm. and will send people to you that are going through the same things that you're oh, going yes. through and the advice that you give them you have to take yourself and it makes you think about it so yeah. i mean i think that sometimes when people don't approach you maybe they should maybe that's why okay. maybe they're not gonna bring anything positive to it and, i get you and then eventually they do because they've gotten past whatever negative that they had going on in their mind that they didn't bring it to you so yeah. i'm you know i'm glad for that no, I get you. But yeah, it definitely happens. I don't know what what feel I give. Well, okay. So the car does definitely give people mm-hmm. the idea that maybe I shouldn't talk to her. your yeah. car. Um, I got skulls. Yes. Yeah, I got the skulls on the car and the you know all that stuff. And I and I've seen people just want to see who's getting into the car. <laughs> yeah. Like when I come out the store, they're looking like what kind of person? Shit? I'm gonna yeah. stay away from this yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. She scares me. Even my luggage at the airport, what I do is I don't stand right where, you know, the luggage comes out so I can grab it right away. I, I move over a little so I don't have to cycle through the all the people because then I watch them watch my suitcase. Like, <laughs> whose is that? And I just look at them and then I grab it and I just look back. Smile. It's got all these embossed skulls all I love over it. it yep. And it's black. And I'm like, look at those people, because they'll point and they'll just kind of nudge and be like, yeah. It's, and look I bet there's skulls and bones in favorite. that bag. That's, like, yep, it's me. There's a body in that bag. Yep. Honestly, yeah. I feel like a lot of us, especially being mixed race, we are not what you expect. And I wear that proudly. I, it's a couple of years ago, I think this was actually during the pandemic. It clicked to me that every single time I went to Home Depot to get heavy shit, I wore heels like wedges. <laughs> I don't I think okay. it was subconscious like jeans yeah. decent wow. shirt hair makeup and I was wearing wedges because yeah. I like <laughs> I'm and you know how many people like how many men be like need help with that ma'am you got a flat full of pavers I'm like no I got it <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> I just want to bust people's stigmas oh everywhere I yeah. go that's awesome yeah. 
I feel like it's a lifetime of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're used to it. So you're going to keep bringing it back to you. That's what it is in any way you can. Always. That's what I'm used to. And my, my littlest daughter, she is the cutest and the sweetest and the most inclusive and amazing. And she has the creepiest streak in her. And <laughs> I Nate, I love her. Her little yeah. dark side. Oh my yeah. God, yeah. I love her. Nate's a little scared of she's her. She's the best. She's scary. Chris, yes, she is There's scary. And I, you know? I'm like, and I, her and I, I just feed into it. Yesterday, actually, a, a few days ago, we had a little downtown adventure at summer break. I took all my kids downtown and we went into the toy store and there was this stuffed snake and it's about five, what a four and a half feet long. There's a whole rack of them. And she found the cobra. And she was $2 short from the money that she had in her piggy bank. And I pulled her to the side. I said, you know, do you want to go home and do some chores? You can help mop the floors and and earn that extra $2 or $3, whatever it was, to to earn this Cobra. And so she did. And she named her Cobra Bloody. Oh, goodness. So She's the the cutest thing ever. She's the cutest killer. She is, <laughs> but it's just adorable. You wouldn't think like she chores for a chores cobra. for a cobra that she, she named you know. Bloody, I'm, and you're her and mom. I'm her mom, her mom. and she, and I, it's my responsibility yep, to take care of Bloody while she is out of town with her dad, and I have mm-hmm. to feed it her stuffy like her stuffed animal giraffe. That's what it eats. Um, <laughs> it eats and I'm the like, giraffe. It just I love it so much because I'm like, yes, you're this. The cutest, sweetest, she has this cute little button nose, chubby cheeks, long straight hair. Mm-hmm. Yet you have a cobra that you named Bloody, and you feed it your your stuffed animal giraffe. I yes. love it. That yeah, clearly reincarnated. Let's bust, yeah. bust okay. down some stigmas. Yeah, ge- <laughs> yeah, generation by generation. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. you oh just never God. know. You just yep. never know with people. You know, that's right. No, I totally get it. <laughs> I get it. I, I think it's. It's something that, yeah, people, it depends. Like you said, Chris, like some people will want to come up to you and tell you everything. And some are like, uh, they don't look like they would want to hear about what I have to say. Or like it is once I talk to someone, it's fine, you know, but yeah, I walk up right. and I do not look like a person that people would want to like really honestly, talk to, you know, honestly, Nate, you are a little intimidating. You can come across that way, but you are the nicest freaking man yeah. with the biggest, yeah. softest yeah. heart. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's just, but people don't know that, you know, and it's giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. It's, you know, seeing everyone as a brother or sister. Cause yeah, like, I mean, it it doesn't matter. Like, I had a, like, before we got on the phone, I was talking to a neighbor, you know, and I hadn't seen him in a long time, but it's, everyone's got some things, you know, we were talking about real life situations, you know, and it's like, you you just never freaking know. So, no, you don't know. Seeing anyone, everyone, that way is, I think it, it really is the best way, you know. Making peace with yourself and mm-hmm. having that and discovering that understanding for your fellow human. Because we're all mm-hmm. fighting battles and wars that we may not speak about and people don't yep. know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I agree. So as we wrap up today's episode, are there any parting words that you would like to leave for our listeners? Chris? Don't think about it. Just do it. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like that. 
As long as it doesn't yeah, hurt anyone else. Go. Let me there just you say go. that. Good. Disclaimer. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop, stop overthinking it. You know, if it's something you may regret not doing, you definitely got to hurry up and That's do right. it, yeah. you know, but learn who you are. You don't know who you are. You know who you are as a mother. You know who you are as a sister. But like, who are you really? Like your your journey should be trying to find that out. Yeah. And that means doing things you've never done before. Yeah. So that's how you learn about yourself. Yeah. That's awesome. Agreed. The only thing I have, and it just, I swear I'm going to get a tattoo of it one day. This didn't happen to me. This happened for me. Yes. That's the one thing, man. It just, it always comes to mind. It's so true. That's every, all those bad or hard situations. Yes. They happened. Yes. You can't undo it. Mm -hmm. You just got to try to see the light of why it did. So, and that's, so with that, and then you, like you said, that's everyone just viewing it that way. Yes. That's what I have. Yeah. That's, that just came to mind. That's amazing. It's, I've, I'm biting my tongue because I feel like I could talk for another 25 minutes just about the things that you just said. I, 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 I could not agree more. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. What about you? So many things. But for today's episode, truly learning to dig up those buried parts of yourself, your childhood, your upbringing, and make peace with them as hard as it is because you cannot heal others when you are bleeding. You have True. to heal yourself yeah. so that way you can fully love your fellow man. And truly, we are all connected. Mm. We are all humans. We're all on this planet together. So learn to love your fellow human, even if, even if your instinct is not to. Just know that we are all fighting battles that we may not speak mm-hmm. about. Let's be kind. Mm-hmm. Be patient. And spread love. Yep. Word. I like that. Word. All right. I'm bringing it back. Yes, you. Word. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. We are so happy to be back. Mixed Movement Podcast. We will see you all soon. Peace. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We want to be here for you, and we can't do what we're doing without your support. Please hit subscribe, and to stay up to date, head on over to mixmovement.com. That's M-I-X-D-M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T.com to stay up to date with news and more. We are The Mixed Movement. See you next time.